0: what is up everyone happy monday um i'm trying to be as (laughs) positive as possible for a monday um it's definitely one of those days where i gotta drag myself out of bed i'm trying to find That space where I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Like, find the things other than my children in life that will actually get me up out of bed early. I mean, for my children, I don't really have to get up early (laughs) out of bed unless you know I have to get them to school, and even then, that's not as early as I usually get up, sadly. Um, so I'm trying to get to that level, but before then, I have a question of the day for you guys. Um, This one has to deal with um, kind of like what I was just covering on, children, um, parenting. Um, But still, again, like I always say, you can always add your points. Um, Even if you're not a parent, you can always definitely add your point of view from a kid's point of view. You know, we were all children at one point. Um, In this case, this happens to be um, dealing with a, a single father um who's been kind of taking care of his daughter since she was four um she is now 14 years old so you know there's that gap in between there they've it's kind of what he states has been a us against the world mentality with them um so you know they're close and they recently just moved to a new location um because of a job and um he really enjoys it um his daughter has just recently um been talking about legacies and such and whatnot so she started writing in a diary a nice leather bound nice fancy um diary which i've always wanted to kind of do you know i i've I've noted before that i write into things to kind of get all the negative stuff out of my head out um in this case i've always wanted to kind of write you know just write like the fancy movies um or the fancy writers in the movies pardon me um but in this case uh she started writing in her diary and um, she kind of does it, you know, a little bit after they eat dinner and whatnot and throughout the day. So here comes the situation that gets me to the <laughs> question is that the father was um, doing laundry and apparently the daughter left her diary somewhere near that area. I'm not sure how their apartment or house looks, but apparently she left it in that area and he saw it and he opened it and this is when you know you scream at the scary movie in the theater don't do it run he opened it read the first page there was nothing really there to be kind of concerned about so you know he kind of like closed it put it back um but now he is like a crack fiend and wants to read the rest but he knows it's something he shouldn't have done to begin with and shouldn't do um but it's like calling to him (laughs) calling to him to read it i'm wondering as a parent what would you guys do um would you have done it to begin with would you have just put it in her room and not have touched it whatsoever um I, it's, it's a tricky situation, but I'm wondering what you guys would, would do. In my, um, what I would do, <laughs> I wouldn't have touched it at all. Because you have to think about it in the two, two cents. Um, myself, as a parent, I wouldn't want to break that trust. Especially since it's us against the world type of mentality that they've had for so long. You don't want to be that person out of the two that breaks that trust you guys have, Um, especially as a parent. Um, If you break that trust with them, they will not find a way to easily bring stuff up to you again, you know, because they're going to assume that you're already going to find a way to figure it out anyway. So there's that. And as a child, I definitely, again, would be kind of wary of are they going to keep reading my diary um they're gonna try to snoop like what other things are they gonna look into that is gonna make it seem like now I'm living in not a prison per se but in that type of mentality where you're gonna be all up in my info um that's pretty much I mean I can elaborate a little bit more but that's pretty much where I think what do you guys think So I just want to give my little 10 cents um, regarding this whole um, taking a knee and the NFL and Trump. Um, I know, I know everyone's putting their own opinion out there about things, but I feel as a veteran, I need to put my um, 10 cents out there. And some other veterans might not agree, but mostly they do feel the same way I do in that as a veteran, we went in to serve... Um, and give the individuals who choose to protest and take a knee and whatever they want to um, uh, say about the country in that, you know, again, they've got their um, right to do so when it comes to the First Amendment and whatnot. Um, we serve in order to give them that ability, that freedom to be able to do that. Um, so it kind of grinds my gears a little bit when everybody assumes that every single veteran and everyone um, who has served feels disrespected and like it's a smack in the face when someone takes a knee and protests. Um, And it's not necessarily about the flag. It is not about the flag. Y'all need to let go of that. It is about other injustices within America that are not being seen by individuals and I know you guys feel that these people are getting paid to do their job which is um to play football but when they're protesting they're protesting during a time where they're not on the field playing they're on the field standing there you know um doing their thing as far as you know showing respect yes um to their country by um you know sitting there for the national anthem but in this sense they're using that moment that they're not on the field running around doing what they're getting paid to do to kind of add a little bit more yes they might be um giving money to charities and organizations and helping out within their neighborhoods but this is another way that they feel they can show this is how I feel about what's going on within my country and I'm going to use the few minutes within this time that we're supposed to be standing there um during the national anthem to show you what I feel about what's going on within our country um so everyone that keeps saying do what you are getting paid to do um and whatever and get off and stop doing this and that blah 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 you get all this money to do this i'm gonna need y'all to hush um because that's ridiculous and remember our president who called them sobs which is ridiculous to me you're supposed to be the epitome of um what is the main figurehead for our country and you're out here Using vulgar words to um, explain what you think about these individuals. That's ridiculous. Like, children are supposed to look up to you. Children are supposed to be like, I wanna be the next president of the United States. But yet, you're supposed to be the example that people lead. Like, no, there is no way. I cannot respect that. Um, what I do feel is that these individuals have the right. I served, and the individuals that died um, serving died in, this, in, 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 in order to give you the ability to be able to protest and, and say when something is not right, that they're able to express um, that to other individuals within this country. If, if you think about it also, the national anthem was actually written um, in 1814. There was still much slavery going on um, in our country. Uh, because slavery wasn't abolished until 1865 officially Um, that's 51 years between that time 51 years that that song was probably sung and there was plenty of individuals that were not free there was plenty of injustices in our country and to this day it's even worse now Um, so it it, it just it's amazing how people keep making it a, a, a thing like we have been living in in such a great country these past few years. There's a lot going on in, in our country that need to be um, fixed, and people need to note that. The protest for takeny is very important because it is one of those things that we... We are given this choice, this ability um, within our country to be able to protest. Um, First Amendment speak um, what we feel uh, speak about what we feel are injustices and um, that is one of those things that you know veterans uh, current active duty members of all the forces are fighting for um, and uh, it's one thing that our country is great for and why so many want to come here and live the dream that is the American dream and um, And uh, my friend, Lisette Ramirez, uh, shout out to her, put a post yesterday on Facebook, which was um, pretty much what entails what you should do during the national anthem. It was something posted from the Cornell Law School website, and it pretty much breaks down what you should do. um, If there's a flag, obviously, while the anthem is playing, face the flag. um, How men should, uh, if they have a hat, what they should do with it, you know. Hand to the heart, uh, all that whole breakdown of the whole thing. Um, throughout it, the key word in it was should. Um, again, there's no have to, no mandatory statement. It is should. And there's a lot of things that we should do in life that we choose not to do because that's the key word there. It's something we choose to do. Um, kind of like we should quit smoking if you are a smoker but you choose not to because something about it keeps you doing it um and you know it's bad for you but you should stop doing it um sex before marriage one of those things that you should wait to do you know wait to have sex before you get married but you choose to do it and a lot of people nowadays choose to um do it before marriage and i know before you know back in the olden days as i call them um you know it was a thing that many people did automatically but nowadays you have the choice to not wait um also you should use your turning signals doesn't mean everyone uses them um it is important yes but Again, people choose to use them. Um, So she highlighted some of those things in that post. And I agree with her, especially as a veteran. I pointed out there because somebody was upset. Um, Oh, that's a slap to the face to individuals um, who served in the military and active duty. Those that died. There are many out there, especially their significant others who, you know, know their their um, loved one uh, had, uh, had died for the country. But they did it because they knew they were doing something great to give the option of the people of the U.S. to be able to protest, um, have the ability to speak out against injustices that they see every day. Um, And that's the that's the thing. That's I'm one of those veterans that feel that I'm okay with you having that choice, that option. I don't feel that you are in any way disrespecting me now again. If that individual is sitting there stomping on the flag, spitting on the flag, setting it on fire, that is a whole different ballgame. But in this case, this is not what they're doing. And the president, being what hes he is, he's supposed to be this you know, uh, figurehead, is actually deterring us with his words. He is actually turning our attention from something else that he's doing in the cut. Um, within our country and our, um, you know, all these other things that he's got in the background. He is det- just getting our attention off of what we actually should be paying attention to. But he's actually using this take a knee and NFL thing to rile us up and take our mind off what exactly are the more important points, which is our health care and what he's doing to amp up North Korea. If you don't agree with me, pay attention. Notice how the media is covering every single thing about this NFL take a knee, but not paying attention to the important things. Check it out. On a lighter note, for those of my peeps in the Central Florida area, or even just in Florida in general, you can drive to some of these restaurants, there is still magical dining going on. It is for a great cause because um, you stuff your face and you help out foundations. Yeah. That sounds like a great time to me. I love eating. Um, So pretty much what this does is you pay. This year is $35. Last year it was $33. Um, But this year is you pay $35. And each of the restaurants on the list um, pretty much has a set list. You get an appetizer, a entree, and a dessert for $35. And um, uh, this goes towards helping two organizations this year. One is Freedom Ride, which helps um, to give therapeutic horseback riding for individuals with disabilities. And BASE Camp Children's Foundation. And BASE stands for Believe, Achieve, Support, and Educate, um, which is a children's cancer foundation. um, And it's sponsored by American Express. So they help out towards these. And there are seven different districts with over 110 restaurants. Um, it's been going on since about August 25th, I believe, and it was supposed to end October 1st, but some of the restaurants are extending till October 12th because of Hurricane Irma and its impact in the area, and some people didn't get a chance to, you know, partake in it. So, um, some of these, uh, restaurants on the list, I mean, a good 90% of them are still going to be, uh, uh, extending they will be extending till october 12th the ones that aren't are the capital grill on i drive uh let's see here the grill uh spencer's for steaks and shops tommy bahamas restaurant and bar il mulino ravello stk todd's english blue zoo casa restaurant and bar eddie v's prime seafood and, uh, let's see, Vice Restaurante, David's Club, Eleven, and Forte. Those are the only ones that are not extending till October 12th. They will be ending on the regular date that was October 1st for, um, Magical Dining, but everyone else is pretty much open and, uh, or, I mean, they're open regularly, obviously, but they will be extending till the 12th. Um, can remember there's seven district areas. Um, there's the Winter Park and North areas, Universal City Walk area, the Sand Lake and Restaurant Row area, downtown, Convention Center and I Drive, and um, the Disney and lv LBV, so Lake Buena Vista area. Um, and then there's surrounding areas, but there's various restaurants, and it goes towards a good cause. I, I suggest anyone in Florida, especially in the Central Florida area, to check it out. Um there's really good options. There's really fancy restaurants that you will pay $35 for the regular um some of the regular meals. Like I've had a filet mignon with lobster tail for $33 that was last year. Um but the same restaurant is available this year. I mean, I've had it and normally some of these menu items are way way over that price. So it's really good. Check it out. Again, it's for a great cause. So Go, go, go. Check it out. So for the rest of this month, I'm going to try to do something awesome to commemorate uh, Hispanic Heritage Month, which actually starts on September 15th through October 15th. So I'm about a week and some change behind. But I'm going to try to kind of put out some influential Hispanic leaders and um, uh, celebrities and individuals that add Um, or have added some type of um, progression and and, um, great addition to the Hispanic heritage and um, we'll see how uh, many we can cover in that time okay so the first influential Hispanic I'm gonna be covering for Hispanic Heritage Month is Senor Luis Muñoz Marin Luis Muñoz Marín is a Puerto Rican or was a Puerto Rican statesman. Um, he was born February 18, 1898 in San Juan, Puerto Rico, and he died April thirtieth, 1980 in San Juan as well. He was, again like I stated, a statesman who served four four-year terms as the elected governor of Puerto Rico. Early in his career, he advocated independence for the island, but later he worked for its social and economic progress in partnership with the United States. Muñoz Marin, son of the statesman, publisher and patriot Luis Muñoz Rivera was educated in the United States where his father served as resident commissioner between 1910 and 1916. After serving as secretary to the commissioner between 1916 and 18, studying law and writing two books, he returned to Puerto Rico. 1926, that's when he returned, and edited the newspaper La Democracia, founded by his father. Elected to the Puerto Rican Senate in 1932, he aligned himself with advocates of independence from the United States. As a result, he was expelled from the Liberal Party in 1937. In 1938, he organized the popular Democratic Party, which won its first victory in 1940 and made Muñoz Marín president of the Senate, a post he held until 1948. Changing his mind about independence, Muñoz Marín worked closely with the U.S. appointed governor, Rexford G. Tugwell, to improve housing, farming, and industrial conditions. His Operation Bootstrap was successful as a program for rapid economic growth. When the United States granted Puerto Rico the right to elect its own governor in 1948, Munoz Marin was overwhelmingly elected and then re-elected in 1952, 56, and 1960. During his governorship, he achieved a lifelong goal in changing Puerto Rico's status to that of a commonwealth, as it is today. In December 1963, he received the U.S. Presidential Medal of Freedom. He refused to run for fifth term as governor in 1964, stepping aside to serve once again in the Senate of Puerto Rico.
1: Hey, it's Lori. So I am not a parent, so I can't speak to that. Although I grew up sort of very close to my mom and knowing a little bit more than average about her side of things since my brother was 10 years younger than me and she was a single mom. And as a kid who was a not a very good teenager in terms of being open about my private life because I didn't deal well with authority and rules, I would say definitely just resist the temptation. I mean, nothing good can come of it, right? Unless there's some reason to think that she's in danger or she's acting strange. But if she's trusting enough to leave that book lying around, keep giving her a reason to be that trusting. Don't destroy that. I mean, it it has so many damaging effects, not just to The relationship, the parent child relationship, but to her future and the way she sees her relationships with other people. So I would say, like, do not do it. It's selfish.
0: Lori, thank you so much for calling into the station. And again, like I tell everyone, even though you might not be a parent, it's always good for you to add your take because, again, we were all, you know, kids at some point. We had experienced our way that we grew up. So we kind of know, you know, all the tricks in the books that we used to pull and our friends used to pull so we kind of even though we're not we might not be parents at the moment um i mean i am but any one of you might not be you pretty much have a starting guidebook of what could possibly happen um in the future with your kids what they might try to pull so kind of like what your parents used to tell you child every trick you just tried i wrote them so that is true It is so true. Me as a parent, I see it. I see it. I know it. It's a reason why parents are always seen as having eyes in the back of their heads. In this case, covering the whole um, diary bit. It's true. I agree with you, um, Lori, very much because it is something, trust is hard. um, And once you break it, It is one of those things that is very, very hard to get back. And it seems like these two, this father and daughter, are really close that they have a special bond that I wouldn't want to see, you know, as a parent, I wouldn't want to break that. So I know him as a father definitely wouldn't want to break that. And like Lori stated, having that book lying around, obviously she didn't feel compelled to hide it um in that she knew her father trusts her enough and that she trusts her father enough to leave it lying around. Um she might have forgotten it quickly but she's probably not worried that it's gonna be something her dad's gonna read. Um in this case yes when it comes to uh, as a parent I definitely worry am wary even of individuals um possibly coming around my child and, and causing something. But my kids are well enough that we speak to them enough to let them know, hey, if there's something up, speak to us and let us know in order to make sure that you know, you're know you not just out there in your own thoughts trying to figure it out by yourself. We are not here to um, judge you and bring you down. We're here to help raise you and make you a better person than we are, um, bring you the best and make you the best we can possibly um, make you. So, we would like that trust. Again, I'm not saying be, you know, your kid's best friend or whatnot. Because sometimes that doesn't necessarily work either. I'm just saying, it's a Pandora's box. Do not touch the diary. Let it be. Unless your child is really, really doing, a, you know, a 180 where they have completely changed an attitude. And you don't know what is going on between, like, one day to the next. There's something awry going on, and definitely you should check. But in any instance, if the child is not changed in one bit, then they must be really good at hiding it. But I'm pretty sure they're just good kids doing what they do, and there's just don't do it. <laughs> I agree with Lori, and like I stated in my initial um, segment, just don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. It is probably not um, gonna end very well. So, You know, just once again, I'm going to say it: don't do it. (laughs) Well, everyone, thank you so much for stopping by and hanging out with me in the mix for the daily mix of the day. If you have any questions or comments or just want to say hi, you can do so by pressing the little comment icon on the segment and boom, it'll be featured right on the station. Another way you can do is um, just call it in using your phone right there it'll record you and the coolest part is that you can be featured on the station by just using your phone the station is also in podcast format and it can be found on google play and on itunes as well so you can check us out there if you need to catch one of the episodes They will be uploaded there. So go ahead and add that to your list. Um, But again, we can always be found here first on Anchor. So um, go ahead and favorite the station and you will be alerted anytime anything new drops. All right. See you guys next time. (music)